What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom show, we're back after a quick turnaround to preview the NBA finals that are set to start on Tuesday night. We'll talk about what we're expecting from the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks as they get ready to battle it out for what will be the first championship in 50 years for either franchise. All this and more on episode 202 of the TSK show coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 202 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pachelki. TP, what's up, man? How are you? Happy 5th of July. 5th of July. A tough day for everybody. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I haven't been uh, been uh, as on point as I would like to be today. I've been riding the struggle bus. I celebrated America's birthday uh, pretty hard yesterday. Like there was a lot of call outs this morning. Uh, yes, but I, I did not call out of work. I, I made it to work, uh, but... Uh, yes, there there probably was a lot of call outs today from work. Did, was was there someone specifically that called no, out from work? No, you're, no, you're, no, you're no, no, we were, like... no, no, <laughs> no, 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 homies, you're good. I'm not, that's not what it is. Okay, all right, we, we got sure. we got dominated just straight up. Awesome. <laughs> no, no, call outs or not, we 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 got worked. That's so funny. But all right, we uh we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, obviously, it's been kind of weird uh scheduling wise with with the show because of the nba playoffs where we've been trying to squeeze in episodes on nights where that where there haven't been games because we want to be able to watch all of the games and and be able to talk about as much as we can when we get together for the show uh and obviously with the nba finals starting tomorrow night on tuesday or, or if you're listening to this on tuesday morning uh game one is tonight um we obviously wanted to get an episode in yeah. before the series started. Uh, so we'll we'll preview everything going on between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. But before we do that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539 or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com. DRE number 020-68311. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Yeah. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass So we last recorded Tyler on Wednesday of last week, and now here we are on Monday, uh, the night before game one of the NBA Finals. And when we were recording last week, the Suns were in the middle of their game six, 130 to 103 victory over the Los Angeles Clippers. Chris Paul had a playoff career high, 41 points on 16 of 24 shooting, 
and he was seven of eight from three-point range as well. He had eight assists uh, to go along with his 41 points. Devin Booker added 22 points of his own, and DeAndre Ayton had another stellar game with a 16-point, 17-rebound double-double. Now, obviously, the story of Game 6, aside from the Suns winning and advancing to their first NBA Finals since 1993, obviously was Chris Paul making it to the Finals for the first time in his career. There were a lot of questions about Chris Paul's impact since returning to the lineup after missing the first two games of the series, but he came out and exercised all of his postseason demons to reach his first finals of, of his 16 year NBA career. And I think uh, we were, we were kind of talking beforehand uh, about what we were going to discuss on the show tonight. And I said to you, I think the best way to describe Chris Paul uh, is he's a habitual line stepper. And I mean, he always tries to find that advantage over his opponent. And I think he's, a guy you if you're on his team you love to have him on your team but if you're going against him you hate him because he's that pest and he will always do something to try and get under his opponent's skin or always try and do something to one up his opponent and and try and get to victory one way or another which obviously it's commendable in sports and in competition that's that's what you got to do and i mean at the end of the day with all of that being said, Chris Paul is undoubtedly one of the greatest point guards to ever play this game. And there was a lot of conversation after game six about, are you happy for Chris Paul because of the things that I was talking about? And at the end of the day, I think I am because great players are, are supposed to, to get a chance to win championships. Like that's, that's what, I think makes sports so great is getting to see great players on the biggest stage. And now Chris Paul is finally going to get that opportunity after missing out on it so many different times for whatever fill in the blank reason it may have been, whether it was a ref, bad call an injury here an injury there. Cause he's experienced it all. Right. Yeah. Yep. Three, one leads the whole nine. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there have been a lot of great players to, to never win a ring and, if he gets one, I think that that obviously puts him in a whole nother conversation. Um, yeah, man. I mean, CP3, you know, he is a legend. And, you know, this kind of – I told myself I would learn this lesson with Dirk, but it's like – it's weird that, you know, guys get to a certain age and then, God, I feel like Harden's almost there where it's like, well, he didn't get one. He's probably not going to get one. And then he, they're already kind of placed in this non-champ category before they were even retired before this the story is over you know we always want to kind of jump to to rank or jump to classify what these what these athletes have done in their career before they're even over i mean uh i mean sports is a winning culture <laughs> yeah i mean this guy competes and and he definitely deserves it definitely happy for him um he's an ultimate competitor he's probably the, the greatest pest of all time i mean everybody knows <laughs> Everybody knows that that basketball player. He's the same age as LeBron. Yeah, you know he just he just went he just went to college for a couple of years. Yep, he's the same age as LeBron. You know he's five ten. Uh, it's like this kid is he's he's done it all and he he's very deserving and and it is good. You know NBA like you said they should get a chance to to compete for a championship when you when you're that good. And he's gonna get his chance, and he he was gonna be fine no matter what. You know, I I would have defended, I personally would have defended his legacy no matter what. Um, yeah. Even if this year didn't happen, but this is a great opportunity for a guy that's very deserving. I don't think there's you know, you can't really talk bad about the guy's legacy. You you can hate him as a player because he's a competitor, and he's you know he's feisty. Um, so many different words come to mind. <laughs> he gets it done this is why i don't you know like we talked about him related to the basketball gods this is why you know he should he shouldn't he doesn't owe anything to the basketball gods because he's had to earn every you know they gave him nothing essentially he's had to earn his way scratch and claw he's not six six he doesn't have a 45 inch vertical you know he's 
uh, he's had a lot of hard work in the gym, a lot of film session. Um, this guy squeezed every single ounce of talent out of his body, um, which is impressive. Yeah, and I think, um, I think really with him getting this opportunity to go to the finals with this Suns team, I think it's it's honestly the the cherry on top and the culmination of his career almost whether he he wins a ring or not just because of what he has done for phoenix as a franchise and i know it didn't just start with when he came here it started the year before with monty williams and that culture change and going eight no in the bubble but they really took that next step this year with chris paul at the helm of that team yeah they weren't shit and they're a lottery team without chris paul and like i was saying there were a lot of questions after he missed the first two games of this series. Like, should he come back? And listen, he's dealt with the shoulder injury. He dealt with getting COVID. He revealed that he had torn ligaments in his hand after this uh, Western Conference Finals series. So it's yeah. like he's he's had to go through a lot he's during a, this he's postseason. A he's a legend. He's a legendary guy. It's like that. I really think Chris Paul's career in a nutshell is is like these last four years. You know, like Houston and being casted out to Oklahoma City and what he did there and then coming to Phoenix. Like, in a nutshell, that's like Chris Paul. You know what I mean? He was – everything he did for for the Hornets and the Clippers was great. I mean, all the accolades, every everything you could, you know, 20, well, I think 20 and 10, all-stars, all MVPs, you know, yeah, all the awards, whatever. Um, but you really see who this guy really is. like under his skin these last four years competing with these teams um you know not 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 kind of just drifting off into obscurity yeah you know what i mean that oklahoma city move was a crazy one well and he, he definitely could have went about that entire situation completely different that's what i mean he could have shut it down that's why i think that a lot of respect for him going into playing with harden you know another ball handler going to Oklahoma City and just competing and, and not kind of just, like, saying, oh, this is a waste, you know, I'm going to shut it down this year and try and regroup. Uh, he went out there and led them to the playoffs, um, a, a, a lottery team to the playoffs, and then he goes to Phoenix, um, a small market team, and, and leads a group of young guys to the NBA Finals. So the resolve and, the, and you know, again, the competitive nature of this guy, the last four years, it's really shown, in my opinion. Yeah. Not not that you didn't know it before, but you just look at, like, what he's done those last four years, and that's just, like, he's a thirty. He's in his 30s, you know, at this point. So, um, CP3 was the fucking legend back in the day, <laughs> man, when he was young with the Hornets. Well, and think about— And Lob City, like, those were culture teams. You well, know and think about I mean? starting with the Hornets. Monty Williams was his coach in New Orleans. Yep. Yep, which is why uh, all this is so. This is the ultimate special, full circle moment. Yeah, I mean, played in Oklahoma. Uh, you know, came to came to the uh, came to New Orleans like post Katrina. Yeah, you know, he's had a wild ride. Um, it's been dope to watch, man. I remember young CP3. He was <laughs> like, that's what every kid wanted. You know, they wanted to be CP3. I remember Kobe dunking on a Mecca Okafor, and. Uh yeah <laughs> and like well, uh, what was it like that'll happen i think it was like 2011 2012 something like that those, but i just <laughs> those hornets jerseys that young chris paul the way he yeah. handles the rock i mean that is he was that you know damian lillard john wall alan iverson steph curry Derek rose you know they, no, the, 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 there's the an extended period huge there's an extended period of time where chris paul was the best point guard in the league and and by extended period of time, time. I mean like ten plus years. Long, 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 long time. I think probably from two thousand nine. I mean, whenever Nash kind of fell off age wise, I think Jason well, Kidd had already fallen off. So probably about two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. The, the argument the Suns was were in always the Rondo. Western Conference yeah, Finals it was in two thousand ten. Rondo. Uh, there was the Rondo CP three discussion for no, but CP three was always better than Rondo. In my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, in your opinion, <laughs> Let's be yeah, real was. But I can remember, you know, like, if you were the GM, who do you start your team with, you know? And I, yeah. I was always like, this is ridiculous. Like, Rondo, you know, look what Rondo is doing with who, and look what CP3 is doing with who. Yeah, know? exactly. But, 
I'm not going to tear down Rondo to build up Chris Paul right now. They're both legends. Yes, they are. Um, but all right, let's talk about this. Uh, this greatest Phoenix. Clipper ever, maybe. Chris Paul. Yeah, maybe Blake Griffin. I don't know. Not Blake Griffin. I don't know. Not not with the way that ended. Hey, they get. It's got to be one of those two. Well, I don't know. It might be Paul George after getting them to the Western Conference Finals for the first time and doing it without Kawhi. No, never. I don't know. And I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's not that's not it. <laughs> but all right, let's let's talk about this Phoenix team. Uh like I said, Phoenix has never won an NBA championship. Their last NBA finals appearance was nineteen ninety three against the Chicago Bulls. I know uh, I listened back last episode. And when we were talking about the dates, I know we got a couple of them wrong, so I made sure to get all the dates right for this episode. Uh, so, Tyler, what do you think Phoenix is going to have to do to win the NBA Finals? They are the favorite coming into the matchup against the Bucks, and we'll we'll talk about the Bucks in a little bit. I kind of wanted to break down each team individually before we talked about what what their matchups are going to be uh, together. But so, what do you think? Phoenix is going to have to do to win the NBA Finals. What's what's going to be their keys to success? You know, you know, without just taking the easy route and being like, this, they need to be the Suns. You know what I mean? Like without just saying like the Suns need to do the Suns. They don't need to change anything as far as game plan. Um, you know, I think that they really need the supporting cast outside the big three to play well. You know, campaign get some buckets. Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, Tory Craig, Tory Craig, get good minutes out of those guys. Um, so you know, which is always important in an NBA Finals. I mean, yeah. I think role players do play a, a massive role, almost as much as a star player does, uh, because we've seen star players go out there and, and just put it all out there and lose. Well, I mean, just so. think of, think about in in the finals. I mean, just first things that come to mind are like with Michael Jordan and Kobe. Michael's passed it to Paxton and Kerr, Kobe's passed it to Derek Fisher and Metal World Peace. Yep, like, and that's the other that's the other and that's the other side of it. You know, those are the that's those are, you know, the Robert Ory's the Yeah, X, Robert Ory's a great the, example the too. X factors of the of the you know the Bruce Bowens. Yeah. All, all those kind of guys. Ray right? Allen. Um so I think, you know, with that also like D book is D book. I think Chris Paul, you just need him on the floor. Yeah. Um you do, I think you do want some production. I you need you need to have him attacking the rim. The high pick and roll's got to work. You can't. I don't think that they can win with just D book. Like, see to just me, being just like go get a bucket every play. I, I'm not sure. Even without, even if they didn't have Giannis, you know, even a Giannisless Bucks, you can't just be D book isolation. You know, I don't think that, that that's going to win them a championship. This Bucks team's too good. Um, you need some production out of Aiton, and you just need what you just need Paul on the floor. Right? Yeah. No, I think exactly that. I think DeAndre Aiton is the X factor for the Phoenix Suns. He's he can had, cause a lot of problems. Well, I mean, he's had his coming out party this yeah. postseason, yep. and now that he's gonna be on an even bigger stage with the NBA Finals, I'm interested to see how he reacts. Bro Brooke Lopez is Brooke Lopez is really strong. I don't think he's fast enough. You know, yeah. he but he I mean Brooke is a smart player. He's well, he's defended the high pick and roll for years, <laughs> all right? Um so, you know, but but I think if they're switching everything, you know, that's going to be tough for Brooke to guard and then, you know, with Giannis, I that's you're asking for foul trouble and then Aiton's got a lot of strength and Giannis's like Giannis. mobility is going to be in question so depending on his knee you know Aiton could be kind of the deciding factor yeah and and listen like you said Brooke Lopez I think he's a smart enough NBA player and experienced enough to where he can guard Aiton but I think Aiton can give Lopez similar problems to like he was giving Rudy Gobert out on the perimeter to where Aiton is just yeah. Quicker. Aiton don't give a fuck that he's been in the league twelve years or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Aiton doesn't care who you are. Um, he's gonna he's gonna go at you and he's gonna be productive. It's just like I think you do need something more. You do need like what you've been that which is kind of why I didn't want to say they just need to be the Suns. But you do kind of just need to be the Suns. You need Aiden to continue to be a productive player, book to be the, the go-to guy. CP3 is the leader. 
and the role players are playing good. I mean, that's that's how they've gotten here. That's how they're going to win it. Yeah, and listen, there, there's been a lot that's been said about Phoenix's path to the NBA Finals with having to play a hobbled Lakers, a hobbled Nuggets team, and a hobbled Clippers team. But it's just like, that's the cards they were dealt. They, they got through they, those they opponents. Play, they play the defending champs with LeBron James in the first round. They played the MVP of the league, swept them in the second round, yes. you know, and then the third round to me, honestly, might be their, their easiest, like as far as roster goes, um, like the worst roster, uh, they're missing their best player as well. Yeah. Um, and the Clippers were still a really good team. So, and at the end of the day, Phoenix was the number two seed in the West. They have home court advantage here in the NBA finals yeah, by having Clip a better record. The Clippers handled the jazz and they handled the Clippers. You know, I, I just, there is, there is some, you know, you can't say hobble, but Chris Paul, he's been hobbled, you know, they're a young team. I got to, we, this, this year, you know, a lot of people are going to kind of try to try to throw the injury thing in there, but. It's uh, it's still earned, you know. Every champ is a champ. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Every, yeah. I mean, I can't we, describe. You know, you can easily describe all three of those teams as hobbled, but like I only said that because you can also describe them as he played the Laker, the defending champion Lakers sure. with LeBron in the first round. He played the team that had the MVP of the league in the, in the second round. You know, they played the the first. You know, the first time the Clippers ever been to the Western Finals, they beat them. They did a lot to get there. Yeah, and listen, we talked about it last week in terms of, like, asterisks, no asterisk, and it's just, like, at the end of the day, no matter what, like you just said, it's, like, each champion is a champion in their own right. Like, yeah, they all went yep. through different obstacles to yep. get there. And, like, And the rules are set for everybody. You know, injuries are not fair. Um, like not, I said with Chris Paul, he had to deal with his shoulder, yeah, then getting COVID when he's... It's not fair at all. There's there's there, there's nothing fair about injuries. It's It's one of the worst things. Uh, it's one of the worst inventions ever uh and you know it's every champ is a champ you know like you just can't take it away because then you just start taking all you know all of them away you can start chipping away at all these champs yeah now so speaking of injuries Giannis Antetokounmpo hyperextended his knee in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Atlanta Hawks and since he went down with that hyperextended knee he hasn't played. Um, Milwaukee, they needed all of their guys to really step up in his absence to close out the series against Atlanta. And in game five, we already mentioned him uh, a little bit ago when uh, in the matchup against uh, DeAndre Ayton, Brooke Lopez was huge for Milwaukee in game five against the Hawks. He had 33 points on 14 of 18 shooting and five of seven from three. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Bobby Portis all had 22 points or more as well in Game 5. Uh, the Bucks they won that game 123-112. to 112. The Hawks, they were also without Trey Young in Game 5 because of that bone bruise uh, that he suffered in his ankle. Um, on Saturday in Game 6, Trey did try to give it a go, but it was very clear how hindered he was by the injury. And the Bucks were able to beat the Hawks in Game Six, one eighteen to one hundred seven, to close out the series on the road in Atlanta. Giannis missed Game Six again uh, as well, in addition to to missing Game Five. And Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday led the way for the Bucks in Giannis's absence. Middleton scored thirty two points. Drew Holiday had twenty seven points, nine rebounds, and nine assists. So Milwaukee they advanced to their first NBA Finals since 1974 they haven't won an nba championship since 1971 when they beat the baltimore bullets with lou alcinder aka kareem abdul jabbar and oscar robertson so the bucks had those players yes the bucks had those players it's not like they beat the bullets sorry with lou alcinder and yes my apologies. I, I, I said that wrong. My my grammar was not correct on that. Man, so real quick, though, let, let, let's just shout out Marv Albert really quick. Oh, yes. Just because we're bringing up the year. Yes. When someone has a career like this, it's so crazy. We were just talking about this. He's he's retiring after 55 years. Yeah, 55 years. 55 years this man's 
this man this man was calling Lou Alcindor games. I mean, he was the voice of basketball. So, uh, uh yo, yeah, Marv Marv Albert. Um, man, I don't know if I want to. I got a funny story about Marv Albert, but uh, I don't what? know. I don't know if it's. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Uh, my first, like my, I think it was like my, uh, God, when was this? But long story short, my first like bong. Okay. It was named Marv Albert. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> which is, which is weird, but uh, 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 Charlie Vernon would be the only person that would remember that story. <laughs> uh, Shout out Charlie. But uh, anyways, Marv Albert, great. The GOAT uh, retiring. I can't believe he was, you know, he was calling these games that yeah. we're talking about. Last yeah. time the Bucks went and won, Lou Alcindor, Oscar Robertson. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. He the the career he had. Obviously, um, there was a bit of a thing in the past where he was accused of some stuff and had to to go through uh, some legal processes. But I mean, at the end of the day, in terms of who he was as a broadcaster, I don't think there was. Yeah anybody that compares no i mean he's just he's a guy that's been there forever you know i i don't necessarily know his the skeletons in his closet um and all that but i know his voice and and i and i know what it's like <laughs> when he calls a basketball game yeah no it's uh i mean listen basketball is it's just is, crazy to me here in those kind of span time spans like you know history moves pretty quick actually you know 55 this is one man's life yeah and he saw Lou Alcindor, you know, now to Giannis. Yeah, I mean, the amount of basketball that man has seen, he's probably forgotten more basketball than I mean, we could yeah, even imagine. Yeah, and then so after that, we naturally brought up um, uh, the the Dodgers guy. Oh, Vince Scully. Vince Scully, you know, because it's like, God, he was <laughs> he was calling games like right after the World Wars. I mean, Vince Scully was the broadcaster for the Dodgers 67. for 67. Yeah, 67 years. Fucking crazy. Like 67 is you're lucky to see that age. I mean, yeah, you're lucky to have one job for six years. Yeah, seriously. But all right, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, they are obviously dealing with the injury to Giannis onto the Kumpo. There was a report that he was working out and trying to come back, but he has been listed as doubtful. That news uh, came out right before we started recording uh, earlier tonight. But my question to you, Tyler, is if Giannis does miss more time, and it is looking like he is going to miss game one, but if he does miss more time during the finals, does Milwaukee have the firepower to compete with Phoenix? Uh, short answer, yes. I think they do. Okay. I, I do think that this Bucks team is – I mean, this Bucks team was a contender. You know, before the season started, we knew that this Bucks team was a top three team in the East, uh, and they still have a lot of good pieces. Even with Giannis, obviously Giannis kind of makes them all go around, um, and they're, and they're going to hurt his his presence. But Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are as versatile defenders as they come. I think that they're going to be um, they're going to be guarding the CP threes and and the Devin Booker's of the world. So those are going to be good matchups. I think Aiton does present some challenges, but at the forward position, it's not like there's anybody they need to worry about on Phoenix. I mean, so I mean, Jay so Crowder that, and Mikael Bridges, re realistically, those guys I think are defender three and D yeah. kind of like. But those runners, are you know? those are that's what you get from PJ Tucker, Pat Connaughton, like yeah, that's those are washes. You know what I mean? That that's I don't see a big difference there. So. um yeah, long story short, like the things that Phoenix, like Milwaukee, would struggle with on the defensive end, Phoenix uh, is good at. Well, no, they, yeah, they've it doesn't change anything with Giannis. You know yeah. what I mean? They are like the problems were CP3 and Book. That's still the problem. You know, yeah. you're not missing anything that would have necessarily helped you out in that in that arena or in that area. Um, so I do think that they have a chance to win, even if Giannis doesn't play one game. I think that they can win this nba finals um and i do believe Giannis will play i think that they're going they're doing it the right way because i think a hyperextension you know if you've ever hyperextended a knee it's scary but it's 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 not uh it's not the end of the world like you can recover from it uh similar to like a rolled ankle 
It may take a couple weeks. Some are faster, some are slower. But I assume that he'll be out there before game, by game three. Yeah, I mean, if he listen, misses it's games one and two. I think, you know, that's a little concerning. But at the same time, if he's resting, and that knee is feeling feeling getting better, and he comes out healthy in a game three, then they're uh, got to be the favorites. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's seven forty seven on Monday night, and he's he's listed as doubtful right now. I think Milwaukee could also potentially be playing coy with what his status is and they might change it closer to game time they might let him work out in a shoot around before game time to see what he looks like and how he feels and and how his body reacts to that type of workout before the game but I mean if he does miss time I think Milwaukee is in serious trouble I think Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday both having big games to close out that series in Atlanta with the way they performed after Giannis went out and all of the questions about them and their performances this postseason, I think that's huge for Milwaukee going into the finals if Giannis doesn't play because they are going to need Chris yeah. Chris Middleton and Drew yeah. Holiday to be everything that they yeah. can be. See, and so, you know, that's why I think it's like, yep, um, you know, they do, they do have the ability to do it. But Giannis makes all that stuff easier for them. You well, know for I mean? sure, he's so, a two-time MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year. So there definitely, reason. yeah, there definitely is some some you know concern there. Um, but the concern is kind of the same deal. You need you need those you need the perimeter guys to score points, even if Giannis was healthy. Yeah, exactly, because we know what Giannis brings as an offensive player, and but he doesn't bring exactly. Yeah, yeah. so um, he does make them all go around, but they have enough. They have a good team. I mean, they can throw out a, a good lineup um, against these guys. Well, see, and that's the thing is I think with guys, like aside from Brooke Lopez, Drew, Middle, uh, Drew Middleton, hmm. Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, I think they are going to get some big contributions from guys like P.J. Tucker and Bobby Portis, especially on the defensive end, who are going to try and – Connington's a great athlete. Yeah, Connington's you know, a great athlete. He's going to be able to run with Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and, and those guys. But we talked about guys like Bobby Portis and P.J. Tucker when we were talking about Milwaukee earlier in the playoffs as being guys that were additions to this team that kind of gave this Bucks team an edge they didn't have before. Yeah. I think they're going to need that edge against Phoenix. You need some You need some some of those guys. You need, and, and, you know, Phoenix has their Jay Crowder. Um, yeah. And and I would even say maybe Aiton. Uh, and I, I would say Tory Craig, who put up a great defensive performance against Paul George. Gritty guys, um, you know, and the the PJ all, I mean the 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 Bucks have almost no like margin for error. You know what I mean? Like they have to without Giannis, they do have to play like their game. Well, they have stealing to play one well. in Phoenix in, uh, in games one or two yeah. is imperative. Phoenix does for them. have a little more wiggle room. Um, but they're still gonna have to bring it. This this Bucks team is not gonna lay it down. No, for sure. I I think this Bucks team, even without Giannis, I think they are kind of being underestimated a bit. Yeah, I, and because you know they if if they go down to nothing and they go back to Milwaukee and Giannis comes back, they're right back in this thing. Yeah, especially if he comes back and they win Game Three in dominant fashion, they'll be going into Game Four looking to tie the series up before yeah. going going back on the road, yeah. and they'll be feeling pretty confident. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with the injuries, but ultimately, I don't think it's it's going to change the outcome. I think the Bucks are going to win it. Okay, so I, that that was going to be my last question: is what is your final prediction on who wins the NBA Finals? I think that this one has the potential to go seven, which I almost never pick. Interesting. I, I almost That's never interesting pick you said that. because I just don't believe it happens that often. It, now, it happens a little more often than I pick, but I, I almost never pick game sevens. This could be it because of the kind of the scenario I just laid out. I could see it going 2-0, two, 2-2, two, oh, two, two, three, two, three, three, You know, like, yeah. I could see that happening, and uh, that would be – Man, to see a game seven in Phoenix would be awesome. Oh yeah, um, it'd be really cool. So, but I, I got, I, I'm gonna go with the Bucks, and I'll go with seven for now, just because Giannis. 
perfect because I'm going Suns and seven. Yeah, come I, on, I man, just, you gotta go Suns and four if you're going no, Suns. No, I'm not going Suns and Even four. Even if the Suns win in six, it's Suns <laughs> and four. You know, like, no, that that died out when they they won in six against the Clippers. No, man. it never dies out. This is the Suns and four Suns. No, for sure it is. But I, I'm going with Suns and seven. I just I think. Giannis is going to miss time during these finals. I think that is going to play a major role in Milwaukee's game plan and in Phoenix's game plan, obviously, in having to scheme against a team that doesn't have Giannis Antetokounmpo. That makes things a lot easier for for an, a team to go against. I'd also like to point out that in the preseason, when we did our preseason predictions for awards, I think it was we asked like for the executive who won the offseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my pick was because this offseason was the Giannis offseason, yeah. and, and I said Giannis. Like, yeah, get, you said get, the, the get, Bucks GM getting your getting your guy, not letting him walk out that door. You just made every, even though like I've been, I've been, I, I I think it's safe to say I've been a little critical of like them paying Drew Holiday and Middleton because I I do well. I think mean, they're listen, both more number Milwaukee's, threes. Milwaukee's number twos, been but, criticized for a lot of different things, but, but I think the criticism has been warranted. It, it, it has and now it's it's now they can you know they can tell everybody to suck it they did it they, yeah they invested right and they're there they got a chance to win it now yeah no listen i just i know i said that i think even without Giannis, i think milwaukee's being underestimated um i just i think the suns are a better team especially if they are going to be i want to healthy see, and intact i want to see him throw the kitchen sink at d book i mean if booker doesn't beat if booker doesn't score 25 i don't see how the suns beat the bucks i think that i want to see pj tucker on I, devin you booker. just took the words right out of my mouth i was gonna say i think we're gonna see pj tucker rough guarding devin bit. booker a little bit yeah rough him up a little bit foul him a little bit you know get get under his skin throw he's got the broken nose i mean yeah throw throw i'm not saying hurt him throw but drew holiday throw drew holiday at him throw chris middleton at him just throw the kitchen sink because you know, D book is is their only hope as far as like you have to have his baseline, and I I think they'll 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 get it. I'm just saying I, I'm I hope that I get to see some 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 PJ Tucker, some some Chris Middleton, some some Drew Holiday on Devin Booker. Yeah. Now this is um gonna be a good thing for Tory Craig. No matter what, he started the season on the Bucks, and now he's on the Suns. Mm -hmm. Two so year, two he's, years in a row we've had this. Yeah, he's this year's Dion Waiters. Um, oh, three years in a row then. What was the? Or oh, uh, Verjao was. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, you're right. It was it was uh, Dion Waiters. You're right. Dion Waiters was last year, and then it was Warriors Raptors. It that didn't That's, happen. That. Yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think. Was was that one of them? Or who? Was it, it was a bench warm, not well, a bench warm. Well, because I no, I, I was like, I th I feel like it was Demarcus Cousins like got a ring, and that's like what. Oh, that Demarcus was the, Cousins last. But year. that was for the Lakers. Yeah. yeah, and people were just like, he didn't really play. But well, he didn't finish the season with them. But yeah, he, he was yeah, on the roster. Right. Everybody that was on the roster at some point last yeah, year got a, a ring. ring. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Such yeah. a crazy rule. But this is the first year that that uh, streak of like I think it's like thirty-seven years of like a Shaq teammate. This is the first year that that hasn't happened. This is the first year, I think, in like 15 years that Kobe, Steph, or LeBron isn't in the NBA Finals. And we kind of talked about it last week where these playoffs have still been pretty exciting even though most of the big names are out of it. And we just both talked about how we think this series is going to go seven. And yeah. if this series is going seven games, that means we're going to get some exciting basketball. No, it's going to be a good series. It's going to be fun. I think people need to enjoy this kind of stuff because – you need to remember what it was like to watch the same two teams play four years in a row. Yeah, people you know, were bitching about uh, that, and now people are bitching that it's the Suns yeah, and the Bucks. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta just enjoy the greatness that's going on in front of you, whether it's LeBron and Steph or it's CP3 and Chris Middleton. I mean, just yeah, I mean, it's gonna be good basketball. These guys are in the finals for a reason. This isn't the first round. It's not the second round. It's the NBA Finals. No, and I mean, listen, we talked about it. There, there are so many different storylines with both of these teams, with Phoenix and Milwaukee. I mean, we we talked about Chris Paul and Monty Williams. Giannis is the two-time oh, yeah, defense, uh, two-time MVP defensive player of the year, and he's now going to be in the finals. But he's hurt. Is he going to play? Like, yeah. can he come back and make an impact for his team? What's going to happen? We talked about 
the up and ups and downs of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday's postseason, but now they're in the NBA Finals with a chance to lead their team with their star player out. There's so many different angles to this NBA Finals to where I'm very excited for it, even though my favorite team isn't going to be playing as a basketball fan. It's yeah, and ultimately it's, it's something this is I'm number, looking forward number one to. team in the East, right? No, number three, three, number number three team in the East, number two team in the West. I mean, these are not teams that were. This is not some Cinderella story. These are, you know, Milwaukee was one of three big teams. You know, it was Philly. Oh yeah, Philly won the East this year. It was Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, and then you know the West to get second place in the West is is big time. You you know you beat out teams like. The Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, listen, Phoenix was fifty-one and twenty-one in the regular season, and Milwaukee was forty-six and twenty-six. Like these, these were two of the top five teams in the NBA this yep, year. Yep. So it's it's something that is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, like we said, we're recording here on Monday night because we wanted to to get an episode in before the series started, and and just with the way the the calendar and the scheduling has worked for the the nba finals we we might not record an e- another episode until um or by the time we record our next episode there might be an nba champion crowned um we could potentially be recording i think in between games six and seven if that happens uh next week so that that could be the perfect time to record good yep hopefully hopefully not but we'll see yeah, I mean, listen, hopefully we can we can preview a game I think, seven. I think going deep, you know, a deep run six or seven with it would be, you know, oh, so much fun just because these teams aren't like the Currys, the LeBrons, the Kobe's, the Shaq's, the Duncans, you know. Well, and I think the NBA is kind of hoping for to get as many games out of this this series as possible yeah. for TV wise. Yeah, not well, always, always. But, you know, as a basketball fan, I wanna see a I wanna see a good series, you know, two teams going back and forth. Yeah. So, uh, all right, you got you got anything else you wanted to talk about as far as the NBA Finals go? Uh, I got Suns in seven. You got Bucks in seven. Yeah, I almost um, bought a Giannis jersey the other day. I really? So bad. <laughs> Will so you buy bad. a Chris Paul Suns jersey if they win? I I would love a Chris Paul jersey even if even if they don't win. Honestly, Chris Paul is he's up there for me, man. I've 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 been a big Chris Paul fan for a long time. I've done a lot of Chris Paul defending in my life. Listen, I think without a doubt, living he's... in L.A. while he's a Clipper, yeah, you know the Rondo years. You know, I always picked him over Rondo. It's it's uh, I'm so stoked for Chris Paul. No, I mean, I think I think it's safe to say that without a doubt, he is the best point guard of this generation. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I mean, I don't even know who would even you know. I don't even think guys like Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose and I think it has to be him Curry, or Steph. You know. Curry, Curry's such an anomaly because he's not a point guard, but like he yeah. plays the point guard position. Yeah, Curry's tough because again, it's like you know, it's a, that's a similar comparison to like Isaiah Thomas, bad boys Isaiah Thomas and Iverson. It's like Iverson, I think, is a better player, but like pure point guard, yeah, I, you know, I, I t, but uh, yeah, that's similar to the you know, like Steph Curry, I think he's probably a better player, but yeah, Steph Curry, is Chris I think Paul, a the player. point god, yeah, well, he's I mean, the, he's the no, point, he's Matt the point. Johnson's the point god, but no, there's only one point god, and that's and Slam and Slam gave him that one. No, I know, but Magic he's, Johnson's the greatest point guard ever. He's the point god. That's fine. You can have that title, but you can't have point god. <laughs> You can have greatest ever. That's all right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue too hard on that one. All right. Last thing before we get out of here, the Team USA basketball roster was finalized. Uh, Tyler, do you have it pulled up in oh, front, yeah, of, front yep, of you? Yep, I do. Uh, so why don't why don't you go ahead and list it for us, and uh, we can just talk about some of the the big names and, and highlights from it. All right. Um, I'm gonna just do it in alphabetical since that's how it's listed in front of me, but. Um, we're going with Miami's Bam Adebayo, Washington's Bradley Beal, Phoenix's Devin Booker making the quick turnaround. Interesting. KD coming back, which is which is dope. I'm excited to see Kevin Durant play. Um, then we're going Jeremy Grant, kind of the I would say the surprise guy, um, the glue guy, kind of the the Tayshawn Prince, if you must. Yeah, I think I think that's a perfect you know, there, comparison. There, there's always a guy like Michael Red. Yep, there's always a guy like him, and they're always different. But um, then what? Arguably, my mo- I'm most excited for Draymond Green. 
I love that Draymond's going to the Olympics. He's perfect for the he's, international he, game. He is perfect. He can guard anybody on any Olympic roster, <laughs> um, point guard or center. Then we're going. Then we're going a couple UCLA guys. We're going Drew Holiday, and then I got I got to give a special shout out to my boy Zach Levine. I think he's the. I I now, I didn't dig super deep. I went back to the Dream Team, but. I think Homeboy is the first first uh, Seattle kid to be going to represent Team USA. So that's pretty dope. I'm I'm pumped, man. And and uh, so he's he's probably realistically the first player from the state of Washington to represent the the no, US. No, no, for basketball. I mean, no, John Stockton. Oh, okay, yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. No, I, I yeah. okay, the, that's well, why. Yeah, I like, John's I from s- Spokane, so it's different. He's from the East Side. Yep. Um, we'll 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 kind of claim him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but we're going Zach Levine, then we're going Dame Time Lillard, we're going Kevin Love, um, another Northwest kid, Chris Middleton. Which uh, man, if Chris Middleton could get a chi- uh, a championship and a gold medal. Drew Holiday would be in the same boat. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Boom. Um, that's gonna be that's a really cool um that's a really cool uh opportunity. And then Jason Tatum rounds it rounds it out. I really like this squad. I love the mix of like young talent, veteran talent, glue you got you got a Chris Middleton and a Jeremy Grant in there. Well, and I think um, I think other glue guy aspects are going to be guys like Draymond Green and Kevin Love, who are more experienced and veterans. See, I love our big guys. I love the guys that we're going to be sending out there to guard these other countries. Oh, centers. KD's going to be playing center for us too. KD, Draymond, Kevin Love. You know they do have the young Bam. They got Jeremy, but. KD, Kevin Love, Draymond, yes. I hope those three get on the court together. I'll be, I'll be interested to see if Kevin Love actually like gets like meaningful minutes for this team. I think it's I think more he, of a, a nod to to Kevin. Well, he could come off the bench anytime. Oh, for that, sure, he's going to come why, off the bench. I don't think he's going to start. No, that's why I do really like K Love, Draymond, um, and and Devin Booker for that reason. Or I, think Devin, Booker, sorry, I think Draymond comes off the bench. I think Draymond might come off the bench. For this team honestly i think like i do i do i think they're gonna go i think they're gonna go younger which is cool that's what i mean like this team is deep like i think they kd's can, gonna be the starting center now that like i'm looking at the roster uh i still think that they might just start bam as oh a, you're right as Excuse a pick me, you're and right. roll guy you're right you're right bam bam would be the starting center but but let's talk about dame lillard and d book backcourt i mean talk or bradley beal talk about some buckets i mean yeah bradley beal of course but man Dame Lillard, I just think Dame Lillard and Devin Booker are on a whole nother level, and that's with the Durant out there. You know, yeah. I, I just this this team is gonna mop up. This is gonna be an easy goal. Did you see the numbers that everybody's rocking? I did. Okay, so Bradley Beal's rocking four, Zach Levine's rocking five, Damian Lillard's rocking six, KD seven, Chris Middleton eight, Jeremy Grant nine, Jason Tatum's rocking ten. Interesting note uh jason tatum rocking 10 i, I definitely kobe like to guy. see that yes big kobe guy yeah but jeremy's got number nine that's mj yeah that's pretty cool that's uh, his number though yeah that's his number in the nba yeah. which is which is that's pretty cool that that correlates kevin love is 11 drew holiday 12 bam Adebayo 13 which is also his nba number yep uh, and and kd yeah kd and has his I, NBA I believe number. drew holiday actually wore 12 for the sixers he might have worn 12 at one point. Yeah. And then Draymond Green is 14 and Devin Booker is 15. So I've never understood why they only go up to 15. It's 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 always I think it's been, an internet. I think it's like an Olympics rule. I don't think so. I, I think homebo I think I think dudes are wearing crazy numbers over there for other countries. Maybe it might just be a team USA thing. I think then. it's a team USA thing. Um and they don't wear number one. So really you got you got 14 numbers to pick from interesting yeah they don't have a number one i i like i don't know if you can remember but i don't ever remember a number one no i can't remember one and so yeah i mean i think it's it's two through 15 that's it yeah and then obviously uh the big uh the biggest snub i think or people are talking about the biggest snub is obviously captain america carmelo anthony not being on the team Huge snub he would have been such a great fit with the kds the kevin loves the draymonds of the group kind of just you know <laughs> passing the torch as we yeah. may say in the olympics you know <laughs> no, that's uh, a perfect pun yeah that, uh so 
Carmelo would have been cool, but I got to assume that had something to do with Carmelo. Yeah, and listen, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure it's a free agent year for him now. So he's he's probably weighing all his options. Obviously, coming off the the, the compacted season and and all of that, and just being older, got to get his body right for next season if he wants to come back and all of that. Um, but I mean, he's he's the all time leading scorer in Team USA history. I think uh, if if he wanted to be on that team, he would have been on that team. Yeah, I mean, it's still the same faces on the bench. They wouldn't care. Jerry, yeah, Jerry Colangelo is running it. Popovich, Kerr, they're not saying no. Yeah, no, they know what's up with Melo. Um, but I mean, listen, I it's it's hard for me to to say that this team isn't the favorite for the gold medal. Um, it is going to be interesting though to see if guys like Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton end up actually playing for the Olympics, depending on how long this NBA Finals series goes. Because if I'm not mistaken, there's maybe only a one or two day gap in between uh, the start of the NBA Finals or the end of the NBA Finals and the start of the Olympics. Uh, it might even not even be a gap. It might even overlap. I can't. I can't remember exactly. I know there's there's not much time in between at all, though, um, and that's that's definitely going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on going forward into the off season and, and looking towards the start of next season. Um, and this has come into play before. I think in '96 there was a couple guys that got hurt or that dropped out right before, and, well, they, that, and they bring in. I, I don't remember. If, Gary Payton and Barkley were the ones not to play or to get brought in. Interesting. I don't remember either. I was too young. I was only yeah. 90, two years 96, old. 96, the, the, that was my first Olympics. Uh, like, in my head, I, like, as a kid, I used to call them the dream team. I didn't even know. I thought, I thought the Olympic team, every Olympics was the dream team. It wasn't, like, one specific team. Right. Well, we got 92 as the dream team, 96 as dream team two, and then, obviously, 2008 as the redeem team. Yep. So those are those are the three that I know, uh, but obviously we got '04 and 2000 and and a couple other teams in there, but th- those aren't really as notable Team USA teams. Yeah, this is a good one. There, I think this team is going to be real tough. Yeah, but uh, for some for some reason, uh, uh, I would have loved with, to see Zion. Yeah, out there you know with international like international players playing some center. I was surprised to to not really see uh like that one young star type of type of player that usually gets that last spot on the roster even if it was a college star like Christian Leitner or Anthony Davis have been known to 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 known of of getting that last spot yeah, so on the roster the only the only two guys that weren't in the league like last olympics you know what i mean so like this is literally their first time is bam right and uh Tatum yeah. So they, I mean, they're the two youngest players on the team, and they weren't in the end. Everybody else. In yeah. The, so I guess Tatum is that player. Maybe everybody else on this team, Tatum is probably going to have a big time Olympics. I think just because yeah. he can play the three through the five, uh, he's probably going to go ham. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the two guys that this is their first opportunity to be an Olympian, and they and they got it done. Yeah. But all right, uh, you got any uh, shout outs before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, First of all, shout out um, the women's three-on-three team really quick. Okay. Just to kind of throw some shade at the men's, like, what the fuck? How, did, how, does, it, <laughs> how does the USA not have a men's team? They didn't qualify, right? No. How, how do we not have a team qualified for the very first Olympics with three-on-three basketball? But women got it done. My favorite girl basketball player in the world, Kelsey Plum. Uh, she's on the squad. It's going to be dope. Shout out them real quick. But the big, the big news is, like I always like to do, uh, the you know, the episode before – uh, fight card that i'm really excited about is ufc 264 the mega fight conor mcgregor diamond dustin poirier three so this is a trilogy fight rarely these things come around um but we and and it's conor i mean it's the big dog we got michael jordan hey, of here's the thing UFC. I, i'm tuning into this fight that's how you know it's that's, a big deal and that's and conor knows it and he's gonna let <laughs> everybody in the fucking world know it because he brings the he brings the juice, man, every time. He brings time. the juice, man. He does. I don't care. It's like win, lose, or draw, Connor brings brings the stuff, and he's coming off an L. So this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a big time fight. And uh, of course the main card's stacked for a Connor fight. Um we're going Gilbert Burns and Steven Thompson as the co main. That's gonna be um, 
you know, Kamaru Usman's lined up to fight Colby, even though there's some like people that are skeptical about it. But that's also on this. No, 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 no. But but the 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 winner of uh, Stephen Thompson and Gilbert Burns, they're also going to be able to throw their names into that. You know, got it, got it. Give them. I I think Burns already lost to Usman. I don't know if Thompson's fought Usman with the belt. Or I know he hasn't fought him with the belt, but I don't know if he's fought him, period. Uh, and then another. here's the one I, I, I was kind of like sneak peeking you about. Okay. We've got uh, we've got Tay Bam Bam, a big Samoan dude. He's famous for like chugging beer out of a out of a shoe. Okay. So like he'll fight. He gets a ton of like fight of the night bonuses. He's that kind of guy. Big Samoan dude. Um, and he's fighting Greg Hardy. <laughs> oh boy. Greg Hardy, a you know Oh set- boy. He play he plays in some like rinkading pro basketball league. He played basketball for Ole Miss and he was an NFL superstar. That um, also got into a lot of trouble with domestic yeah. violence and guns and that he's, whole thing. He's a troublemaker for sure. Um well, yeah. He's been he's been he's he's I, known for being a troublemaker. I knew he was into like mixed martial arts and all of that. I know he has a couple professional fights under his belt. I just did not know he was going to be on this card, and that's a hell of a card to be on. If- and he's fighting like a popular fighter. This is yeah. like this is. I mean, it's those two fighting, and then the main events. So I mean, this is the third to last fight of the night. This is a big time fight. Everybody loves Bam Bam. I mean, Bam Bam is a crap. The dude chugs beer out of people's shoes, like random people in the crowd. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like about that? Like, and, how, how, that guy's and he's an athlete, like, you know. Like, uh, and then so he's fighting, fighting Greg Prince of War Hardy. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been following Greg's uh, fight career pretty, uh, pretty closely. I think this is his third, maybe fourth UFC fight. Um, and he's lost a couple. So I mean, he's been humbled for sure in the UFC, and he's he's coming to try and move up those rankings. Um, and then we've got a women's bantamweight fight. Uh, Irene Aldana, uh, Anna. I, I'm not going to try and pronounce her last name because it's um, it's it's nothing I'm going to get close to. I'm not really familiar with this with these two uh, these two ladies. Bantamweight's kind of uh, it's just been dominated by Amanda for so long. So I'm sure that these these ladies are just trying to fight their way up the ladder to get a chance at Amanda. Um, and then. The first fight of the main card, this is one I'm super stoked on. We got Sugar Sean O'Malley. Okay. uh, Who is a rising superstar. The UFC wants him to get there so fast. He took an L a couple fights ago. Oh, right. This is the guy with the rainbow braids. Yep. Okay. He's a college basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's, he's really entertaining. Pat McAfee, he's been on Pat McAfee's show a bunch. He is a superstar in the the waiting. He just took his first L, 13-1. But this kid's a superstar uh, in the making. They, he just needs the wins. He just needs to put some put some bodies down, um, and and this kid is fun to watch. He's this tall, lanky guy. He's a striker. Um, if you if you don't watch UFC, you know if you're not like super into UFC, Sean O'Malley brings the juice. He brings something exciting. You know you, you you're gonna have fun watching him fight. All right. Well, that is. And I predict Connor's gonna lose and ask for Nate Diaz. Boom. You heard it here first. Okay, and is Sean O'Malley going to win? Sean O'Malley's going to win. Um, I like I said, I don't know the girls very well, so I I don't feel like I'm I'm qualified enough to make <laughs> the the pick on this one. I'm going to go with Greg Hardy, uh, and I'm going to go with Gilbert Burns. Okay, all right. Well, but yeah, Connor is going to lo- lose. Well, of it. course he's going to call out Nate. Well, I mean, if he wins this fight, it could go it could go a couple different ways. He has a couple different options. Um, but Connor and Nate have the most options in the, in the world. But they're uh, always going to have options. Those two, yeah, they got they got all the options. But I like Connor to lose, and when they give him that mic right post fight, he's going to call out Nate and get his second trilogy fight on the board. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Could be a hundred million dollar year for your boy Connor, just in just in fights. Sounds like a pretty good year to me. Pretty good. But, all right, for me, my shout-out is obviously going to go to Nate McMillan of the Atlanta Hawks. He is going to have the interim title removed from his position, and he will officially become the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks after taking over when Lloyd Pierce was fired at the beginning of March. Atlanta was 14-20, and 20, sitting in 11th place in the Eastern Conference when McMillan took over, 
and then they basically just did a complete 180 and went 27-11 to close out the season. They they were able to make the playoffs as the fifth seed in the East. So, I mean, Nate McMillan in, in the four Mr. months. Supersonic. Yeah, in the four months he was on the job as the head coach on an interim basis, he he turned that team around and, he's done and some, turned him into a playoff team, and, and he's being rewarded, and, and rightfully so. He's a guy that does a lot with a little. I mean, that's kind of been his coaching career with the, with the Ray Allen Sonics, the B-Roy Blazers, um, those years with Indiana. You know, I don't think he ever had the best player in the league, you know, so yeah, um, always putting out quality uh, competitive basketball teams, and he is Mr. Supersonic. <laughs> I mean, I've told... I've told the name McMillan story on here before, but that was the first jersey I ever asked for. And you know yeah. how I am with jerseys. First jersey I ever asked for was Dave McMillan. Obviously, that was impossible to find for my grandma because he's a role player. And <laughs> I got Sean Camp as my first jersey ever. <laughs> hey, it, it, it all ended McMillan, up working man, he's out. still doing it. I was fucking five years old when that was and going you're down. Still, you're still on the hunt for that McMillan jersey, aren't you? McMillan is one of uh, one of like two or three, I would say. Pro- I would probably say it's like, one of the three grail jerseys in my opinion i bet you if you did like enough digging if you went home for like an extended period of time through thrift shops in washington you could probably find one it'd be tough though i don't know how many were made that's a good point i don't know how many were made um but the other two would be rasheed wallace for the hawks okay he played one game for the hawks um, and then the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, Gary Payton jersey, which he actually posted on social media today, and which is funny because no, I that's pre- really funny. I preach that uh, like the Milwaukee Gary Payton jersey is like my Grail jersey. Um, I've never never seen it since since the Swingmans uh, that year, and he just happened to post. Who remembers me in this jersey? That's so funny. What a coincidence. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, listen, Nate McMillan and the Hawks—they are a young team on the rise. Obviously, Trey Young, one of the best young stars in the league right now they and they one. they blew all of the expectations out of the water especially once nate took over and uh it's it's really well deserved that he's now gonna to be now he's going to be the the head coach on a full-time basis they got a good one yeah so all right sons in seven tyler bucks in seven for you uh so sons we'll see what four. happens no <laughs> sons in four All right, with that, that wraps up episode 202 of the Sports Kingdom Show. For Tyler Pachulke, I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pachulke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.